Welcome to the Experts Podcast, where we take you behind the scenes of what it really means to be in the media. Featuring interviews with media stable experts and some of Australia's most prominent media, we'll break down some of the myths, the fears, the skills and the knowledge needed to succeed in the media. The Experts Podcast is for the business owner, communicator, PR professional, leader of industry or anyone looking to develop their profile to be a recognised expert. The Experts Podcast is powered by Media Stable. Well, welcome along to another episode of the Experts Podcast. Nick Hayes here. Hello, Hello Nick Hayes. Hello, Lana Hill. You're a bit husky. I did. I got a bit of the COVID. <laughs> <laughs> don't say it. Don't, don't say joke that. about it. Don't mention the COVID. I mentioned it once. I think I got away with it. <laughs> That's enough. <laughs> no more. No more. Hey, um, let's talk marketing. Let's, Please. Let's talk the big brands, the uh, talk advertising. Let's talk the whole communications cycle. We've got a little special guest here, Lana. Yes, I'm excited. Um, a lot of people will know this guy. He, he used to head up the marketing at Coles. And I'll tell you what, he was one of the most prolific LinkedIn users I have ever, ever oh, seen. Oh, still is, I think you'll find. Well, and I'm, going, I'm going up against the big <laughs> Professor Gary Martin too. I reckon he's in that sort of scale and number. <laughs> big intro. Oh, God, it's a big intro. <laughs> Matt Doherty. Matt Doherty from Powerhouse. How are you? Good afternoon. I'm very well, thank you. Thanks for having me. It's a privilege to be here. Oh, <laughs> look at that. And you've been in, sort of in the same circles of Professor Gary Martin. How's, how does that feel? Oh, He's an astonishing, uh, astonishing bloke as well. Not just um, in the media, but a true gentleman as well. So highly esteemed. So astonishing nice, bloke nice as well. He's already, he's already considering himself astonishing. I like this, Lana. <laughs> I like this already. Uh, Matt, great to have you on the Experts Podcast. It is all about communications, marketing. I don't think there's anyone out there that personally markets themselves better than what you do. And I say that in the nicest sense, in that you are your brand, aren't you? Oh, look, I'm. Uh, so you know. I'm proud who I am, um, but to me, you know, waking up every day, it's, it's a, a passion. I love marketing, love the branding, love the communications, and I love the customer-centric behaviour. So to me, you know, my job or my day isn't about, you know, the hard yakka. It's about um, doing what I love every day. So that's just who I am and what I do. That's oh. awesome. Yeah, I've actually been connected to Matt on LinkedIn since we both lived in Sydney. And I remember watching uh, watching what he was doing when I was in a totally different role. And um, yeah, just thinking, I love what this guy's doing. And then, you know, years later, here we are sitting in Western Australia. But yeah, that personal branding piece is so important. Just I'm just going to quickly flip it on its head there. I actually followed Nick maybe uh, five years ago. <laughs> so rather than fluffing me up, I'm going to fluff up Nick. Um, oh. I followed him thinking, this guy's an expert. Oh. I love what he does. Um, I want to be connected to this guy. And that was obviously when I was living in Melbourne. Um, and now lucky enough to be, you know, in the same room and obviously the same uh, capital city as Nick. Oh, and you, are, you are. Now I'm going to now I'm going to put you in it. Uh, <laughs> because I sent a message to this guy three years ago. He said, come on to meet the media. He just got crickets. Oh, really? He got crickets at the beginning. But then he got back to Perth. God, you got a long memory. His, well, <laughs> tell you what, we've got a bit of history, this guy. Um, but, you know, it, it is. You were the head up, you headed up marketing at Coles. Uh, National market manager at Coles. Yeah. yeah. What, was, what, what, what was that like? I mean, because it's such a, that's an iconic brand. Um, I don't think it gets any bigger. Yeah. Oh, oh, look, Coles are fantastic for being customer centric. Um, they're innovative, marketing led, um, absolute quality at the forefront. Their marketing is next level, um, probably even better since I've left. Um, <laughs> look, they're, they're great Australian business uh, over 100 years, um, but they've always put the customer first and that's how they get their success. It, it was 
I mean, at, with a brand like that, though, you're also uh, what uh, ability have you able to? Are you able to put your personal touch into it because it is such a big, big brand? Um, oh, look. I suppose the personal touch is having the ability to open brand new stores across the country. Um, you know, leading marketing campaigns for you know every state um, across Australia. So it's great to you know at at one uh, one stage I was travelling every three to four weeks all across the country doing marketing. Um, to answer your question about uh, my personal touch, um, you know I'm not a not a stranger for um, a bit of excitement. So you know I've blown uh, fireworks off rooftop. Uh, of of new coal stores. Oh, cool! Um, run events where you know I've had five to seven thousand people attend. I brought the Wiggles uh, to one of the coal stores in Alkamos in uh, Perth. Oh, I think um, I remember that. So it's just always having something a little bit different that's in the um, in that retail landscape. Yes. Um, you know, I brought. Um, uh, I was in Bundaberg opening a store. Brought a band up from Brisbane. Flew them up there. Um, did a huge car park performance. Another rooftop firework performance as well. Um, but it wasn't just marketing, it's for the community. So everything was around, again, that customer-centric behaviour. The community, the carnivals, the fireworks was around bringing the local community together for a new store um, and showcasing why we're here in the community and we're there to better people's lives. Awesome. I love that, I love that. And, and it's not about those little things, those little Vegemite plastic pieces of <laughs> things. And, and all, I mean, you're not behind that though, are you? Oh, look, um, <laughs> I must say what I love now about Coles... Um, they're focused on sustainability. So Correct. when they talk for around customer centric, although that was you know what we called cocaine marketing, where um, <laughs> it really it, it drove the, the the sales driver. Yeah, um, totally. But they're focused more on long term, and that's their you know sustainability. They're focused now, which is fantastic to see. Yeah. So someone from that's you know ex coals looking into it, you can see they're doing a fantastic job really doing that long-term approach and putting the customer community first, which is which is great to see. I suppose then too, because it was such a competitive, it's a competitive space that the supermarket industry, I mean, you, you, you're up against Woolworths who would be doing exactly or if not similar kind mm. of marketing because you win over the, you win over the customer, you win over the young ones, the old ones, whatever it took, yep. but a highly competitive space. So, you know, you've always got to be thinking either one step ahead or three or four moves ahead. Hundred percent, and look, I think there's so much learning from you know from those larger businesses that yeah. even smaller businesses can take from it. But to your, to your question, they're highly competitive, and you know, for Coles and Woolworths, they're the big beast of the the two. Mm. Um, not you know discounting the other discounters. Yeah. Um, but yeah, highly competitive, and when I say that, it's it's extreme. Um, you know, you're talking big dollars on the line there. Billion dollar, mm. um, you know, half a billion dollar week in sales for on average Coles and Woolies. Wow! Um, so you, you change the dial with a, a great campaign or a great um, uh, value proposition. Um, you're talking, you know, you're talking big dollars in terms of what you could really grow that business. So wow. highly competitive. Um, you know, what I loved in my experience when I was working there was having the ability to, I suppose, defend in a way when Audi launched into WA and South Australia. Mm. Um, part of history, you know, because back then it purely only was. Coles, Woolworths, and of course, IGA. Yeah. Um, but again, not discounting the IGA. I love IGA's messaging around they're the locals. Independent, um, yeah. So much so we used to always say that customers feel IGA really is that local that they, they actually grow in the stuff in the back of the house, <laughs> back of the store. Because I think some of the stuff was grown in the back <laughs> of the store sometimes, just quietly. <laughs> Looked a little dodgy. But you know what? That's what it is. I, I love that. I, and I think when you, when you represent a big brand like that, um, you're obviously bringing all your learnings to those that are under your new brand, Powerhouse. Talk us a little bit about that, how that's all come together. Because 
that sort of has just popped up. It's not. Uh, it's still playing under the radar a little. It's uh, definitely under the radar. Um, <laughs> mainly because we're not there to to sell a product. We're not there to um, you know to have volume. Um, we're there strategically to offer a fantastic service to our clients. Highly boutique. Um, it's a full service marketing agency. Um, so everything is all in house, and that's what I've you know in my current role now with Niche Living as well. Um, I've always been proud to have everything in house. So. Um, with all due respect to other agencies, I think my first two months uh, in my role, I said I want everything in house because if we don't know it, we'll learn it. Yeah, um, it drives accountability of your team, um, and it's succession planning. There's just so many benefits of of that mix. Um, so where these really stem from with the powerhouse agency was really how to help other businesses succeed. Um, ultimately, the goal is everyone wants more sales, um, but the beauty of being a full service marketing agency is everything's done in-house, it's all consistent, it's the same team working on it, if it's PR, if it's branding, um, design, website, um, media buying, it's all done in-house in the same team, there's no different concepts of, you know, three different agencies working on it, um, but as I said, look, everything is purely for the customer to drive their performance and drive results. Awesome. I love that, Lana, for consistency. I love that because you, you've got one person looking after it. And, you know, we do talk about it sometimes that if you're not necessarily the best at what you do, get other people outside to bring it in. And I think that's your attitude is if you don't know it, let's learn it. Let's find out how to go away and do it. But consistency of message. How important, Lana, consistency of message with anything, marketing, media, communications, that's got to be a big selling point there to be working with the powerhouse. Oh, yeah. Yeah, especially when you're building a brand. You know, and the your people are your. I think one of your biggest sort of yeah components of a brand when you're totally controlling. And you know, it's not really about control, but yeah, when you've got all of those people in house, they can literally live and breathe what the brand's about. Well, there is a bit of control. I mean, you've got. Well, to there have, is. Got, I guess you've got yeah. to have control. Yeah, control of message, control of communications, how these messages do get out. I think we've got to have control because let's face it, media you don't have much control in it. I mean, other than putting yourself out there, putting your words in. I mean, ultimately, that's the only thing you are in control of. Yeah. How the media and how your audience deals with it is is out of your control. Yeah, it can be, <laughs> which I guess is why people get freaked out by it. But well, it is. No, it's look, freaky. I think that consistent, and that's something you understand, Matt, I know really well. It's that consistency of message even, and yeah, I think when you're building a new brand, um, I wouldn't say it's flying under the radar that much in your case. I well, must say Powerhouse is all over my social media at the moment. I know, but I think the man himself, and I, and I want to ask you this, Matt, because you do have a bit of flair about yourself and uh, you do go, but you, you're not pushing your brand, Powerhouse, out so much, as much as I'm seeing your clients out there oh look i know we, we mentioned at the start around um the coles facet but um look it's, it's customer centric behavior so um I, you know i don't care if i'm performing i want to see my clients perform um so it was always how do, how do you think you know the the customer or the consumer the client how do they win um and that's why we're not in the volume game so i'd rather all my efforts be towards um you know a client's business and them seeing results because their success is my success ultimately um, and look, I, I love to promote their other businesses, you know, even if they're not my client, I'd, I, I want to see other businesses grow and I want to see people perform. I want to, I want to see local businesses, especially in Perth, um, not be afraid of different dynamics. I want to see, um, the performance and people actually happy to, to run small businesses or, um, to, to compete. Um, cause ultimately the difference of a small business and a corporation is a small business like the IJs 
it's their money. It's their house on the line. Yeah. yeah. They're investing in it. It's their family. And quite often you see it's their family that's doing everything. It's the same guy that owns and runs the store um, or the business is doing their social feeds, is doing their marketing, and they're trying to do their best. But stop what you're doing. Do what you do best, which is running your business. My team will do all your marketing, advertising. Yeah. We'll, we'll drive more sales. And I've always said to them, and this isn't a pitch, I've always said to people that um, when you work with us, it's not a cost, it's an investment. So whatever the cost are or whatever the investment is, um, my goal is to, to, you know, you to get, you know, tenfold back from that. Yeah, that's a good segue to what I wanted to ask you. I think, uh, you know, in small business, maybe five years ago, people weren't as willing to invest in marketing, things like social media. You know, they thought, oh, how hard is it? I could, you know, do it for free. We obviously know that's yeah. not well, the you, case anymore. You can do it for free. Well, you <laughs> and can it looks try. like it's been yeah. done for free. Well, exactly. Yeah. So have you found that as well, that consumers and businesses are, are changing, I guess, and in, in how they value digital marketing today? Oh, 100%. Um, and I appreciate you just said digital marketing because I think too often people think um, digital marketing is just social media marketing or yeah. everyone thinks just digital marketing is just Facebook, maybe a bit of Instagram as well. But the true essence of performance of digital is across all facets. So yeah. just the website, e-commerce, um, Google AdWords, et cetera. It's, it's everything working together. Yeah. Um, it doesn't have to be a, a large spend, um, but like anything, it's, it has to be strategic behaviour. Um, if I touch on social media... There's more to just posting. It has to be what's the objective, um, what are you trying to get out of it, what are you trying to tell the consumer. Um, if you're just purely on there, which a lot of small businesses are, just trying to sell, 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 it's not yeah. going to work. You need to grow your following. It's growing your connected community online um, and create a brand, create an asset, create a, a product that consumers want to love and engage with, um, and that's a true connected community. Yeah, awesome. Matt, what got you into marketing? What, what, where, where, where did it all happen? Where, where, does it, where is it driven from? Uh, look, my background in sales, to be honest, um, you know, 17 years sales experience. Um, and can you just define for me what sales and marketing? I, because, yes. No, and I, re- I want this because I yeah. think everyone who listens to this podcast, they all think marketing is sales and they all think that sales is marketing. Give us your definition of it. Marketing generates the sales. Yes. Marketing is the touch points, um, the communication, the story of the brand, um, the love the why, the objective, sales is purely the product, what you're selling, the price point, but they have to be inter- intertwined, 100%. Yeah. Um, I've worked in so many you know different businesses where there's a sales team and there's a marketing team <laughs> and they're siloed. Yeah. Great performance is them two working together. Oh, so true. Normally, sales are crap. It's because marketing you know isn't performing. Marketing is going well. Sales are performing. You just everyone has to work together. Yeah, um, and they blame each other, don't they? When they're oh, not, 100%. when they're not getting the right results. It's 100%. one of my favourite topics, though, because people think I come from yeah, obviously a long background in sales, but people I think mistake marketing for being sales. Marketing isn't going to do a hundred percent of the job. It's it's but it's the brand, it's the storytelling, 100%. it's all that stuff. But yeah, where the rubber meets the road, that's that's sales. But I think when you're dealing with a lot of smaller businesses, and you know, we're not talking big groups, you are end up being marketing. And sales. So true. And you're also the accountant. You're the lawyer. You're <laughs> yeah. also to the cashier and yeah. the cleaner. You're you're everything. Yeah. HR. And, and I think this is why it's so important to. And I love you. While you might not have thought that was a pitch, it was a very good one. It is an investment. <laughs> 
into your business. Do what you do best yep. and let others do what they do. 100%. And I think from the marketing and the sales perspective, and if you want to go into advertising, media buying, digital marketing, all of the all the facets that bring in that final goal is to, to sell that little widget, to sell that product, to sell that service. You really should be out there looking for it. 100%. Also, just touching on when you're saying between marketing and sales, also around... Marketing isn't just for today and for tomorrow. Um, some brands need to get away from that short-term mix because yeah. Yeah. if you do it right, it's long-term. Yeah. Um, don't expect to spend you know a thousand dollars today and get that two thousand back tomorrow. You have to invest in your brand, your branding. You know that that sales funnel um, has to be aligned, but it's also that long-term approach where a, a great brand, the great story, telling the consumer, taking them on the journey is that long-term approach. But long-term, you'll be far better off. Um, in performance than just always worrying about today, tomorrow's yeah. product sale. See, so Lana, that, that's why I'm always always good at sales, not not so good at marketing. I don't have the <laughs> patience for marketing. Not true. And, and look, you know, hats <laughs> off to those because I think it's it is such an important part of the cycle. And the reason I ask you that, I I, I think everyone's got a different uh, explanation or a different interpretation of what sales and marketing means. Yeah. And I I, I love that we've we've classified that. So you 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 were a salesperson at beginning, and yeah, look, my Sorry to talk over there. Um, look, I started from the ground um, and worked my way up. So I think that's what's taught me a lot around just being a full-timer um, you know, at, at, uh, at Coles. Um, sorry, at Woolworths at that stage. Um, experiencing retail. Um, I think retail is such a dynamic mm. business. Um, as many led from my dad, who's a, a, I suppose another business person, um, said, I want you to do a couple of years in, in retail. Um, that's where you're going to get your grounding and I couldn't talk more from – I know people talk, you know, McDonald's, the fast food, yeah. great uh, early environment. Yep. But um, retail, especially now, seven days, um, pretty much 24-7 operation. Yeah. Um, so that was my grounding year, full-time work, um, you know, cool, you know, hard yakker, you know, full-timer on the bottom and just work my way up the, the long, you know, the, the corporate ladder from there. So That's took awesome. many years, um, you know, into a, a store manager role, which has always been my, my goal. Um, and to, to be a store manager is just that, that pride factor. You're leading a team of, say, 200 people, um, driving huge business you know, performance. Um, so the how I got into the marketing was purely just the sales background. Always loved sales, loved the customer, um, always thought about that consumer, and then um, and not being afraid because the first time I went for a marketing role, I got my back and said, you don't have the experience in marketing, and that's where I love to showcase or help other people, you know, including my team or the... the the young people coming through the ranks is that, you know, don't give up. You just got to keep trying. Um, oh, I, I love that, Lana. I absolutely love that. Just because it's you got your hands dirty, you went in for it. You put your blood, sweat, and tears into it to make it happen. Uh, I'm assuming a university degree in marketing. If, if you uh, yeah, so I got digital marketing, um, uh, advanced diploma, yeah. um, business management diploma, um, and a certificate of. Uh, Business management. So you, you, you think about all the – because there's a lot of people doing some very big end ticket uh, university degrees in marketing. Yeah. I, I wouldn't give them – you know, I mean, well, sorry, I shouldn't say that out loud because there'll be a lot of listeners to that that are doing this. But go and do the hard yards. Yeah. Forget about the theory. Go and do the practical. And I think that's what you've done there, Matt, is, is done all the practical and, and learnt on the, on the job. And I, I just don't think you can replace that. Definitely not. Totally yeah. agree. 
So you're, you're, you're in this space now. You're, you've, you've, your agency is probably the one that's uh, it's sort of bucking the trend, I suppose, in that you are going with that all-encompassing offering. Um, how's business? How's it going? And what has COVID What's COVID done for your business? Because I tell you what, gutsy effort, launching a business right in the middle of COVID. Uh, <laughs> what were you thinking? I think uh, <laughs> COVID is an opportunity. Um, and I say opportunity not to make money, it's opportunity to support businesses. Um, you know, they have to be more dynamic, more than ever. Um, businesses need a pivot for success. Um, you know, COVID taught so many businesses so much, and that's even, you know, the corporates as well. Yeah. Um, not just around being digital, but... Um, being more strategic with your spend, being more strategic with your business model. Um, you know, I love seeing clients that have a very diverse business because um, I want to see them succeed as well. So it's not just around having a specialty area and, yeah, you need to specialise in something, have your niche, um, but not being afraid to, you know, invest in your business, invest for the long term um, and being diverse because you need to have other revenue streams. Um, so when one's potentially quieter, the other one picks it up. Um, and that's just smart business, being a little bit diversified, um, but in terms of the, the business, yeah, it's going well. Um, it's all backed on the team. So I've always been a big believer of, you know, local relationships. Um, that's one of the reasons why we don't have a, a coordinator. There's no agency coordinator, agency representative. Um, literally, it's, it's an agency that's not an agency per se. You know, there's no corporate rule book. We've thrown it out. I've created um, the team and I've created the, the business how we want to see it um, that supports, you know, clients. So it's not around... This is what agencies do. Um, this is what we're doing. Um, so every client deals directly with myself as the director, um, which means wow. there's no, you know, pushing them down the line to a, a junior. They deal directly with myself. Um, some really integral senior hires across the business. Some of the best leaders in WA have come on board um, within the team. And it is given the, the opportunity for businesses to use some of the highly experienced team. If I look at my graphic designers, um, all three of them, minimum 20 years experience in design working for international brands national brands now you know joe blow down the street one of our clients can have access to these world-class designers awesome. to design their brand and there's no um you know corporate price tax to that it, it's set for them and we want to see the client succeed um so it is it is that little bit different it's, awesome. it's so refreshing lana to to hear that because i think you know we do and particularly if you have engaged an agency um, whether it be in communications, advertising, any of the spaces there that you gen generally see the boss at the, the first meeting and then uh, next thing you're, you're dealing with the juniors and who may be not as excitable, as knowledgeable or as... Well-dressed. Uh, as well-dressed <laughs> or, or have that, you know, uh, in touch uh, connection with the brand that they're actually first engaged and it takes a little while for that to develop and build but I love the fact that you're you're heavily involved in that. Matt, can I just share a little secret there? I, I've, I've shared this little story before and, and it's one of my favourite little stories just in, involved with you, Matt, is that you invited me to a dinner with the Perth Glory, one of the Glory Knights, and uh, I just was coming along. We're wearing masks and all that sort of thing. You couldn't recognise anyone or anything, but uh, <laughs> I knew I knew it was Matt Doherty. He was, he was wearing that bright pink uh, top that he was wearing. <laughs> and um, 
But uh, you, you said you're going to go out and uh, top, flip the coin uh, to start the game. And I just laughed and thought, oh, yeah, righto, here we go. And I thought, this is just Matt playing uh, the sort of the, the A game. I thought he was joking. I thought he was joking. I still didn't believe it <laughs> until I was out on the pitch. And as I was walking out on the pitch, I still didn't believe it. I How thought, I thought someone was going to call me back and say, just joking, mate, we're going to get the real guy in. <laughs> um, but you did that. It was a real thrill, I've got to say. And, and I think I've pretty much expressed that during my socials. But my key message out of that was, and this is, I think, where you play a big game is you make your client the hero and you make that other person the hero and I think there's a really big message to all of us Lana yeah is that if you're a service provider if you're a communications company if you are doing anything out there and your client is not the hero in your business then you're in you should get out of business you're in the wrong business and I, th- and I really appreciate that, Matt, because it was a really big moment for me. I shared it everywhere. <laughs> he I, really did. <laughs> I, had pe- I had people on the East Coast going, what the hell was what you – what were you doing out there, you fat bugger? Um, <laughs> and, and one of them said, geez, look at the, look at the V-neck in your, in the, in your, in your back. I've been, work- been working out. No, I haven't. Um, but but they, they were all the lovely messages that were there. But you, you really do that and do that well. That is your theme, isn't it? This is what you do as a, as a, as a marketer and as a, and as a business owner. Well, the, the customer, the client who – whoever you want to call them, um, has to always be the hero. Um, the consumer is the one that wants to be loved. Um, it doesn't matter if it's a, an agency client or a, even a small business if they're listening on, is the customer always needs to be, you need to be customer-centric um, in operation. You need to always look at the customer, find the need of the customer and be the problem-solving need because people aren't going to buy your product if they don't need it. Yeah. Um, you can either tell them they need it through great marketing and they'll buy it, um, but generally it's going to be short term. So what solution are you trying to solve? Yeah. Um, that's where you're going to get your performance from. But really, yeah, putting the customer at the heart, putting the client at the heart, and through relationships, putting your relationships like yourself, uh, with myself, Nick, as well, the customer or your, your relationship needs to be the hero. Yeah. Um, especially if, if I touch on the media part, how's your media, how are you in tuning yourself and building a relationship with the media? Um it can't be all self-centric. Um, yep, you're trying to serve a purpose of getting your, your media featured, um, but if it's only short-term, if it's just going to be just for yourself, but building great relationships, local relationships that are two-way, um, that supports their needs, um, is great for their audience. Yep. It's cu- customer-centric behaviour. Uh, love it. And, you know, it's, it's the kind of stuff that you get remembered for and it's, you know, part of that marketing if you like. It's not a transaction. It's not a sale. At the end of the day, it's that marketing. It's that extra story that goes with the brand. And uh, I think more people should be doing it. That's a really good message, Lana. It is. Yeah. And I just, I mean, you can obviously, it's tells, uh, tell a customer or a potential customer that they need a product. But I think in, in today's world, it's not about need. It's about want. Like, of course, I have a need to buy a particular product, but I can choose to put my dollars with really any company I feel like it because there's so much choice. So it's, yeah, what what is making you with the engage, uh, you know, with a brand over somebody else's brand? 100%. Yeah. And even loyalty because you don't want to be the cheapest out there. If you're the no. cheapest selling a product, um, you're going to get the short-term win of a sale now, but you want to get that customer that's highly engaged and loyal to your brand, loyal to your product, that will go past your competitor and buy your product no matter what price it is because not just they love your product, but they love your service. Um, they love everything you do. You love the brand, the story. That's true marketing when you align your loyalty, your brand advocacy, um, your consumer all together, then you know, you're going to be succeeding. 
kind of it kind of reminds me of my barber shop, and you know you're always very finely uh, groomed there, Matt. But uh, <laughs> I haven't been for a little while, uh, Brad. I'm coming, uh, <laughs> but it, it is that relationship and that connection that you have that that sense of coming home, that yeah, belonging that it is. And you could go to any barber. There's there's hundreds of barbers within yeah. you know sort of a, a, a five ten minute drive around. Well, maybe not hundreds, but it, they're not far away. Yeah, being the point, and it's one you feel comfortable with, the one that you want to, and one that you're looking forward to. I guess that's what we're looking to build when we're we're creating that relationship between our brand and the consumer. We want to do that. 100%. Totally agree. Oh, it's it's it seems so simple when you talk like this, Slada. It just seems so simple and easy to do it. It's um, it, it, but we all know it's not. No, exactly, exactly right. What are the what are the big things, Matt, coming out in the in the future? What are we looking for in marketing in in the communication space? What are you advising people to to head down the path of? Where where are you? Uh, yeah, where's the future them? headed? Well, everyone will talk through. Uh, Digitalization, be more digital, being more online, um, technology, um, you know, if it's AI, artificial intelligence. Um, to me, it's just remaining authentic, um, being who you are, um, and the consumer will appreciate you more for your authenticity, your trust. If COVID has taught us anything, um, people will become more brand loyal when they understand or when they feel authentic, trusted, empowered by your product and by your brand. Um, so I think it's just so important to be be who you are, be authentic, build relationships with your customer through you know loyalty, getting to know them like you're saying with the barber shop, um, know their name and be their be their local local store of choice or local product of choice. Mm. Um, in the future, definitely it's around um, you know the digital side of things, um, you know lead nurturing, um, but it, it really is around being more loyal to your customer and being more loyal to brands because especially now with COVID you can't travel. Yeah. Um people more they feel more proud to support local. Yeah, so um, true. You know, having worked across all of Australia, I had the data to say that WA consumers are the most loyal to ah, local brands. Interesting. Um, and especially now this is where we should be taking this one step further. So tourism, um kind of any any industry can align to making your your customer the hero. Um, mm. And it's around that long-term piece. It's, don't worry about today's sales, tomorrow's sales, but what are you doing to drive the consumer, that repeat purchase, build that brand advocacy with your consumer? And I think you do that through authenticity, having great product, great service, um, and just focusing on your core, focus what you do. Awesome. Oh, I love all that. That is really that's strong messaging for everyone listening because, again, and, and it's simple. It's not like you're going to have to invest a lot of money to make that actually happen and, and work that. It's just the basics. And, Matt, if I can give you one more compliment, I've been giving you lots today, um, <laughs> is it? I think it's around relationships. I think it's connections. And I think you do it better than anyone where you actively go out. And it doesn't seem like you're doing it out of work. You, you don't make it like, sound like a chore. Mm. You actually go out there and genuinely do it. And I, I think that is part of your authentic brand and personal brand. We haven't discussed your personal brand there, Matt, at all, and we're, we're running completely out of time. But look at look at the colour-coded here. The, I know. He's on par, the handkerchief, the whole lot. I, <laughs> you love mate, it. I am. I, I, Take I, some tips, Nick Hayes. Well, That's right. Between him, <laughs> scrub up. Scrub up. Between him and Julian Pace's boots. I, I oh, get true. I, just, you just get absolutely done over in this uh, on this <laughs> podcast. I'm so glad this is not visual. 
This is why I never went video. You're safe here, Nikkei. Oh, this is my safe place, my audio. <laughs> you've just got my dulcet tones. That's all I do you've like got. your pyjamas. I look very sharp today. Thank you very much, Matt. <laughs> you can work on your uh, dictate. Yes. Okay, here we go. Um, well done. Great work. And, and congratulations on the Powerhouse Agency. It's a, it's a, great, um, a great agency to emerge and doing it a little different to everyone else that's out there. And I think if you can do that, Lana, don't go out and, do, and copycat everyone else. Go and be unique, be different, and make that client the hero. Yeah, live and breathe it. Love it. Live and breathe it. Well, that's another one. Matt, if people want to get in contact with you, how do they do it? Uh, You can Google search Matt Doherty. I'm sure you'll come to me. Um, (laughs) uh, What Instagram is Matt Doherty Perth. Um, LinkedIn, obviously, Matt Doherty. I'm sure you'll see the... The, the jacket. Line, the line, line up, people. There's <laughs> about 20,000 of them on there, so you, you'll be one of those. But I tell you what, he's not bad. He actually reaches out and touches everyone there. He gets it stays connected. The, the power of the local community. I think it's around um, building great relationships, um, especially in Perth. We're, we're, we're a great community. Um, some of the best business minds, leaders um, locally here in Perth. Reach out. Don't be afraid to build a local relationship with someone you haven't met before. Great takeout. Great takeout, and yeah. I will leave it on this because I do. I do like that. You do that, don't you? You actually touch base and say you don't even know them, but you go, "Hey, like what you're doing. Let's let's catch up." And no sell bullshit. You know, I'm going to say that respectfully. Too many people reach out for to sell to sell. Just reach out. Yeah, Get reach out. Build a relationship. If you're trying to sell something, sell it later. But reach out for a reason. That's purely just build a relationship and. What's the win-win? Oh, you I love look this. after each other. There's the golden case. He says it's not a pitch, but that's just this whole thing's been a pitch. <laughs> I love it. Well done, Matt Doherty. Good work. That's another experts podcast. Lana Hill. See you next week. See you then, Nikkei. When we when we talk to another expert or another media, have a great week. You have been listening to the Experts Podcast, powered by Media Stable. To get in touch with the team, head to the Media Stable website, mediastable.com.au.